0: The Tech Bytes Podcast welcomes sponsor Live Action, which provides network visibility and NDR products for network engineers. We're going to get an overview of Live Action's portfolio and take a closer look at new security capabilities in Live Action's ThreatEye network detection and response product. Our Live Action guest is Russ Elsner, he is VP of product management. Uh, Russ, welcome to the podcast. And can you start us off with a brief overview of Live Action, what the company does?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Live action focuses on network observability and network visibility. We're about visibility into your network, your enterprise complex, multi-domain, multi-vendor, multi-cloud network to give a top-level view of everything that's happening in the network, both real-time and historically, for visibility, but also for troubleshooting. We have a bunch of different products in the portfolio, really three that we'll talk about. One is LiveNX, the next one is LiveWire, and finally, we'll finish up with RedEye.
0: Okay, so let's jump right in then, the three products. Let's start with LiveNX. Uh, you mentioned network observability. What do you mean by that, and what kind of uh, observability am I getting to the network, and how are you getting that uh, visibility and observability?
1: Yeah, think about it as the as the umbrella, right? It's the, I want to see the entire network from end to end, from edge to data center to cloud, across the LAN, in, you know, in the branch office. I want to see the LAN, the WAN, the cloud, all those different pieces, what's happening in terms of traffic flows, application performance, where are there hot spots? Where are there alarms? What's the performance of my network right now? Is everything green and healthy, or are there uh, problem spots? If there are problem spots, start drilling in and figuring out exactly what's going on, and
0: therefore, how can I fix it? And how are you getting that picture?
1: We're pulling data from a lot of different places. And in fact, in modern, uh, you know, network monitoring, you have to pull from lots of different places. So uh, we take classic netflow data, IP fixed data from, mm-hmm. you know, from routers and switches and other network devices. Uh, we pull in, um, you know, we, we use SNMP to pull devices for performance. We take telemetry from a lot of, uh, additional sources so for example we talk to apis you know cloud vendors provide a lot of real-time data via api uh, sdwan vendors provide a lot of data via api uh, and we have our own uh, real-time telemetry we'll talk about a little bit later from our live wire product that gives very detailed granular performance information and feeds it up to live and x but live and x takes all of this data from all these different sources fuses it together into one holistic picture of the entire enterprise so if
2: i was a, a an enterprise network and i might have you know, product X in the campus and, you know, maybe product Y doing the the Wi-Fi, I'd have a different set of family of products in the the data center land, and then I might have a WAN and an SD-WAN. And with each of those, I might have a vendor-provided monitoring or visibility solution that just does the campus or the data center. But if you're trying to get something that's end-to-end, it sounds like live action really has that overall view. You're a multi vendor, multi technology, drawing in the data that you can get and making something of it. Is that viable description?
1: A- absolutely. That's exactly the mission is that rather mm. than having to look at six different vendor tools or six different stovepipes of information and the human having to stitch it all together, the right. starting place should be this overall view that pulls all that data together into one place. Now, we're not saying that we're going to replace every tool out there. We're a starting place. We have a lot of yep. data and visibility, and we're going to lead you to the right place. You may jump over into a vendor-specific tool like a yeah. uh, you know an SD-WAN vendor or a cloud uh, monitoring tool, mm. but we're really the place that you start that is going to lead you to that.
2: One of the unique things that you have is this cost monitoring, where you actually monitor all of the cost capabilities of certain products, and that's where you came from, and now you've been building a solution out over the years, right?
1: Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's our lineage is we started with, uh, you know, QS monitoring and uh, QS policy setting and making sure that the, you know, the, you were getting what you were paying for. And that, that was really the, the original founding of the product. And that meant we had to pull data from lots of different sources. And then we had to be able to scale uh, to larger and larger environments. And so that actually, although is the seed of the product originally, it's, it is, uh, Transformed uh, uh, dramatically since then into an enterprise wide visibility. A lot of our stuff. I'd say you're more observability. You're right on the edge of that visibility.
2: You know, monitoring is just like up, down, red, green charts and stuff. Visibility says I'm actually seeing much more. I get the mapping and I'm monitoring a wider spectrum of devices. That's a very loose description. But on top of that, you can move into observability where you're actually starting to get, you know, really starting to bring it together. You've been around for a decade, so it's a different. It's not. It's a not. It's a mature company, not a new business.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we've we've been around for a while, uh, and there's been a lot. There's a lot of uh, engineering in this in terms of getting to incredibly large scale. So we're, we're mm-hmm. very very scalable. We can handle some of the largest networks out there. Uh, mm-hmm. The complexity uh, of common enterprises, because enterprises are, are are rarely ever single vendor, single generation. They're a combination of different technologies from different vendors yep. and different uh, acquisitions, and so th- we tend to do. In yeah, uh, the more complex the network is, the better we're gonna wind up showing our strengths because fusing that data is really hard. And showing one picture of that fused data from all those different sources, that's tricky. And that's been a lot of work and a lot of energy we put into the
0: product to be able to do that. How am I using LiveNX? Is this uh, an appliance? Is it a server? Or am I putting some hardware in my network or can I send data into a cloud repository?
1: I'll give you a couple different answers to that, but on the on the npm side, on the network performance side, is primarily uh, you know you would have a uh, either an appliance or a VM that you host this on. Um, in fact, you know when you start getting into large networks, you would wind up having uh, multiple VMs who were, were horizontally scalable. So as you grow, you can add more um, nodes to it. Uh, and that can be hosted in the cloud. In fact, we have a lot of clients that are moving their live deployment up to their Amazon uh, site. So we can we can be in the cloud or we can be on-prem. Uh, and it's you know it's really the you know the customer hosts it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are, as we get into some of the other pieces of the product, we'll talk about the packet capture appliances in the Livewire. Uh, suite and those are either physical or virtual appliances. Again, that sit there and and take packets off the wire, uh, record them to disk, and then you know and do real time analysis. So it's a depending on the size and the use case, the deployments might be you know very concentrated, uh, or they might actually have uh, a footprint uh, across the enterprise. Okay.
0: Uh, now, one of the things that I know organizations are grappling with, particularly when it comes to visibility or observability, is that more and more traffic, particularly inside the network, is becoming encrypted. Are, mm-hmm. ha- what does that mean for you? you do you go blind when uh, payloads are encrypted or traffic is encrypted?
1: Uh, when we actually get into the thread, I piece the question, uh, the conversation. That's actually a key Founding principle of the ThreatEye piece is that you know we are making the assumption that eventually all traffic will and should be encrypted, and this idea of trying to break encryption or weaken encryption or figure figure out ways around encryption is in fact a misguided approach. In fact, you know hurts your security posture. And so, uh, when we talk about ThreatEye, we'll, we'll specifically talk about how we're. You know, with the founding principle behind that science and that technology is what can we do assuming that everything will be encrypted? How do we still provide threat detection and threat visibility uh, in a fully encrypted world? So encryption is here. It's here to say, and it's basically something that we are aware of and, you know, in fact, embracing the fact that everything can and should be encrypted.
0: Okay. So that's a good teaser. But before we get to ThreadEye, let's make sure we cover Livewire. This is your mm-hmm. packet capture capability.
1: Yes. Yeah, so packets can be encrypted, right? In fact, a lot of them will. And so we do have the ability to decrypt older flavors of SSL, um, and people do use that periodically, but I think longer term, you know, when you get to TLS 1.3 and you just think about the, um, you know, the complexity of decryption, we, we really just don't think that's necessarily the right way to go. You still mm-hmm. see headers, right? You still see packet in arrival times, you still see ports and protocols and things like that. So you can get a lot of rich data from packets, even in encrypted streams. Uh-huh. And that data, that telemetry still uh, can flow up to live X. And, you know, we're, we're actually, we use the, um, there's something we call intelligent capture, which is, you know, if you think about capture to disk, writing packets to disk, uh, writing encrypted packets that you're never going to be able to decrypt is kind of a waste of disk space. And so it's really <laughs> smart about automatically recognizing the encrypted portion of the of the payload and not writing that to disk. So it'll write essentially they'll write the first half, you know, piece of the uh, packet, uh, and then it doesn't bother committing the other bits to disk, and it saves you both. You know, perf- it adds to performance, and it saves you a lot of disk space, and ultimately adds retention time. So, they basically the you know our approach is you know there are some cases where you might want to decrypt it, but I think over time those are going to become harder and harder, and uh, frankly, they should. Encryption is is good, and it you know it shouldn't isn't something that should be broken generally. Okay,
0: and LiveWire itself again, are we talking an appliance? I presume it works off a spanner tap port, and it should have good capture capability to get data in at line rate
1: yeah three form factors right so you have a physical appliance and you can add you know sort of an enormous physical array of disks to get high you know uh uh rate and duration uh, we have virtual uh capture and we have capture in the cloud and so we actually are seeing a kind of a uh, a push to do packet capture up in Amazon for example and so there's a mm. there's a handful of customers we're working with that classically um haven't been doing a lot of network monitoring up in the cloud and they're they're finding that to be a pretty bad blind spot. And so the idea of being able to, to capture packets up in Amazon and use that to troubleshoot applications and performance problems, we're actually seeing quite a bit of an uptake on uh, on that area. So it's a physical, virtual, and cloud-based packet capture. I think okay. the
2: feature that stands out about Livewire is the intelligent retention, this idea that you can set up policy to retain the data and then delete unwanted data. You can actually say, I've got this amount of store, like storing data at 100 gigabits per second. is <laughs> quite, quite a challenge, right? <laughs> sure, So yeah. Just retaining the headers and writing just the headers to disk is a performance increase. But you've also got the problem of, I don't actually want to keep everything. Maybe I only want to keep it for two weeks or six weeks or some data. So this is a, a key feature too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's being smart about what you capture. It is, when you think about packet capture, there's a, a little bit of an absurdity. I'm a big packet geek, you know, from, you know, from from a, for a long time. And so I love packets. I love looking at packets. But in the end, it's kind of silly to write all these packets to disk when you're, nobody's going to look at 99.9% of them. And so mm. one of the things, you know, LiveWire does, it has a, a bunch of different. Uh, intelligent approach is to only write the pieces of the packets that are relevant or matter, uh, or in fact, you know, not preserve ones that don't matter. And so there's a lot of but ways I can, that you can-, I
2: can- policy I can create a policy that says, save this data for six months, but yep. keep that data for two weeks, you know, yep, and, absolutely. and and again, save resources. Correct. So ThreadEye is the network data recorder. Now, this is something we see a lot, which is once you've got the monitoring, the visibility, the observability tools, it's it's natural to add security. Is that what's happening here?
1: yeah well so we acquired uh technology about a year ago and uh, again as i said the the founding principle was uh so network detection you know ndr is about looking at packets to see if there are threats inside them and so it generally relies on you know there's a sort of a a, a light version of it where it looks at flows and who's talking to who and you know if you hey there's a terabyte of of data that's all of a sudden going out to a chinese ip address (laughs) um you know is that is is that something we should look at that's sort of first generation Second generation is okay. Let's decode the packets and see. Wait a second. This is a fingerprint inside the packet <clears throat> payload that is a known attack, and so it's doing very signature-based packet decodes. And so your classic, you know, uh, you know, fingerprinting inside packet decodes. However, that that requires decryption, and so there, you know, uh, there are. You know, increasingly painful gymnastics to try to decrypt traffic in real time and try to make sure that you're not opening up a new security hole. So we've basically taken the approach that that is a doomed strategy. Can you do useful and meaningful and, and actually sophisticated threat detection in a fully encrypted environment? And that's what ND, that's what ThreatEye is all about. Um, and let me give you a couple examples. If you look at a packet trace, a human looked at a packet trace and said, you know, of a web page download and then looked at somebody typing commands into a CLI in a keyboard through an SSH session. Those would look fundamentally different. And a human could look at those and say, that one looks more like a web page. That one looks more like, you know, somebody typing uh, commands at a command line, right? You can tell that whether it's encrypted or not, right? But you can't do that on every single transaction on every single packet with a human looking at everything. But that's where machine learning comes in. And so what ThreadEye does, it takes that uh, those pack, deep packet dynamics, payload, uh, payload size, inter arrival time, directionality, ports, things like that. And it says, you know, what does this thing look like? And if all of a sudden you see a increasing amount of, Ah, uh, keystrokes coming out of your web server that wasn't there a week ago—that's a fairly strong indication that that web server is being used for uh, nefarious purposes. And so now, all of a sudden, the machines that that web server talks to now start sending data to machines they've never talked to before. Again, that's that's a very good indication that something's wrong there. So, and we have this very—we have a, a great data science and a threat intelligence team that are essentially trained models to identify traffic that is essentially pretending to be something else hmm. and masking that with encryption that can only be done at the packet level and so the live wire packet appliance is the perfect feed to send to that thread eye um back end and you mentioned by the way that uh, you know are we SaaS? are we on prem thread eye is a SaaS, so all that hmm. data goes up to uh you know our SaaS environment they usually that's that's
2: the way it has to be it's right it's the underlying technology you need a data lake you need Artificial intelligence, you need burst processing to be able to match the models against the data set. It's uh it's just how it has to be, I think, for the time being.
0: But I I want to make sure I understand if I want to get this uh NDR capability, it's and I've already got the live wire pack of capture appliances, there's my capture appliance to get data into ThreadEye as well, right?
1: Yep. And that's that's part of the the, the beauty of the portfolio is that, that single live wire capability can feed both network performance use cases to the NetOps team or security use cases to the SecOps team. And so, you know we have customers that are only doing network performance and they're, they're doing classic bandwidth analysis and application performance uh, troubleshooting. Uh, we also have other customers that are using the packet piece for simply the security analysis so securing their cloud, securing their you know, virtual environment, their data centers, their branch offices. Um, and then we have people that are doing both, right? So it's that, that piece, that live wire piece actually feeds up to both sides of
0: the portfolio. And you mentioned there was intelligent retention policies in LiveWire. Can I do the same thing with ThreadEye? So I'm not, you know, sending more data than I need to into the cloud.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's really clever the way it works. Is that the LiveWire does all the uh, a lot of the processing locally, right? So it's recording the packets to disk, but it's doing a lot of um, real time analytics and math. Uh, on those packets and sending up telemetry up to thread so the packets never leave the live wire uh, appliance they stay local okay. it's telemetry that's sent up in the form of you know IP fix and, and augmented flow records that talk about um the you know the packet distribution and the time frames and sort of all we need you know all the all the information we need for ml is contained in that Telemetry record, but it's it's essentially an augmented flow record that's being built from that packet analysis happening inside LiveWire. So it's really a two-stage system. A lot of intelligence is happening at the point of capture, and the data never leaves there, which is which is good. Um, and it's really the telemetry that gets sent up to the ThreatEye backend. That is what. Uh, stitches everything together and, and looks at the bigger picture uh, threat correlation.
0: Right, because I could see concerns with full packets being uploaded to a SaaS service that might make some people nervous.
1: Yeah, I mean, beyond just you know s- sending packets up to a SaaS, it's just the the bandwidth. You know, why would you? Right. you know, that's a huge amount of bandwidth. There's no reason. So yeah, right. the, the telemetry is a is a tiny fraction of the overall traffic rate, and it's it's really it, it leverages that machine learning. I'll, another example I can give you is um, you know if you look at Again, we have a, a profile of what does the PayPal website look like. And if you're getting, if somebody has been phished in your organization, goes to a fake PayPal site, that profile will look different. And so we'll all of a sudden see somebody trying to go to the fake version of PayPal. And we can alert on that immediately. Is that that's, you know, that is a, you know, places where people, uh, you know, phishing attacks, you know, direct people to fake sites to harvest passwords and, and things like that. And that are those are things we could recognize in real time and alert on those to the security team so they can, you know, basically stop it and it tracks. God.
0: Well, Russ, we've run out of time. If folks want to find out more about Live Action and the whole portfolio, where should they go?
1: Well, they can go to our website, but I would actually recommend that, you know, this audience goes to liveaction.com slash packet pushers. Uh, we have a, a kind of a cool gift package up there for you. Uh so go up to
0: liveaction.com packet pushers slash packet pushers and
1: uh hopefully we'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, that's liveaction.com slash packet pusher and it sounds like there's a gift waiting for you if you're interested. Uh thank you Russ for joining us and thanks to live action for being a sponsor. And of course thank you for being a listener. If you like this episode, there are many more fine free technical podcasts and our community blog. It's all at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers, hear us on Spotify, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and check out all of our instructional videos on YouTube. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.